0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Cardinals GM Steve Kime. Keim time with Burns and Gambo presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. Welcome back. It is the Burns and Gambo Show here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, as we're live from Footprint Center. And it's Friday, and it's three o'clock. And as we do on all football Fridays, we talk with the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals, Steve Keim, who joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Even on a bye week, Steve, we appreciate that, even though I'm sure you've got uh, a whole lot going on on the
1: team's week off. We appreciate you joining us. Oh, thanks, man. Just uh, enjoying uh, a little bit of time, downtime, and the ability to get out here and do what I love to do and scout football players. I
0: was going to say, are you scouting any of the big games this weekend? Is that, the, is that on the agenda?
1: I am I just cannot disclose my location.
0: <laughs> fair, fair enough. We will we will not ask you where you are right now. To, let's look back for a minute on the Chargers loss. Um overall, I thought one of the better games you guys had played and I got to imagine that adds to the frustration level a little bit with that game. What did you see out of your team on Sunday
1: against LA? Yeah, very much so and I think it comes back to um one of the things that I harped on earlier in the season that I thought we did well was 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 play offensive football with some balance, you know, run the ball with effectiveness and James Conner having over 100 yards rushing and uh, some of the things I felt like Tyler played a good football game for the most part and um, got his full complement of weapons finally, you know, with with, uh, with Hop and and, uh, and Hollywood. Obviously, Rondale missing. But, it, you know, I, it, it's tough because, like you said, I think we did some really good things that are positive that you can build on. But at the same time, a loss is a loss and you can't make any.
2: You mentioned James Conner, and that was by far his best performance so far of this season. And it kind of runs in the face of what you would have expected considering the injuries that have taken place along that offensive line. What do you think was the key for that successful ground game with the huge game from James Conner that you guys had this last week? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think just organizationally
1: it says a lot about um, sort of, you know, the, the sequence of events that happen when you're talking about having a patchwork offensive line and you talk about having, um, you know, a, a pill-in offensive line coach and Steve Hayden who I thought did a fantastic job. Uh, and just, you know, James Conner's a competitive guy. I mean, he runs with physicality and he's, he's niftier than people think. And I uh, just uh, attribute to all those guys, you know, to be able to step up and when the lights. Came on, they they did a solid job.
0: How do you think that situation, given, you know, with the coaching change and the way it went down in Mexico City and then having to react to it like that, how do you think your guys, your coaches, your personnel
1: handled all that on the week? So I think about as good as possible. I mean, any time that you have things happen, um, you know, you just gotta. Everybody's got to put their, their hands in and and do the best they can. You know, it's sort of our organizational philosophy. You just come through the door and roll up your sleeves and do the best you can. And you know, everybody's got their lanes to stay in, and um, we just got to be uh, working in the same direction. And I think that again, a I, I, I testament to those guys, especially with the offensive line. I mean, I've never again I, excuses with injuries are, are certainly. Um, not acceptable in the NFL because everybody has them but you know when you go through lining up with 77 different players which is number one in the NFL and 12 different starting combinations you know it's just it's it's difficult but at the same time you look at the Super Bowl champions that are going through similar type stuff with their injuries so um, you know again it's it's a week to week league and, and obviously we are focused on New England and, and, and feel like we have some, some things to prove.
2: I don't mean to pour salt in your wounds with the way that that game ended, but just kind of talking about the way the NFL in general has kind of changed their philosophy of uh, philosophy in those you know late fourth quarter overtime moments, going for the win as opposed for the tie. That was two games this last week in the NFL that ended with a successful two point conversion. Do you just continue to think that this is going to be the trend moving forward that we'll see more and more of this? uh, I don't want to say risky, but more calculated decision making at the end of games when it comes to whether to try to send it into overtime or win it in the moment.
1: I, I do and I think in particular some of the more uh, younger head coaches uh, rely a little more on the anal- analytics side of it um, you know whether it's what's the probability of, of, of going for it and you know our, our chances are 75 percent versus you know obviously the, the alternative and it's um, to me that, that, that that's I, I think analytics are a, a, a positive part of the game uh, but I think also sometimes you know as a coach or as a general manager you you have to use that information, but you have to understand there's an in- instinctive part of the game, too, that you have to follow.
0: Steve Keim, General Manager of the Cardinals, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Given where you guys are in the standings, given where you guys are on the calendar, obviously the goal is still to win games for you and for Cliff and for everybody in the organization, but tonally, do things change a little bit in terms of evaluation, younger players, snap counts, things like that? How differently, given the set of circumstances you're in, do you sort of change things for these last five games, Steve? Well, you know, I think
1: that, number one, every week you want to win... Two, um, you do want to see young players and Unfortunately, or fortunately, we, we've had an opportunity to see a lot of our young players. When you look at our draft choices, and, and Trey, and uh, obviously Maji Sanders, and Cam, and, and all those guys that are that are playing, and they're actually continuing to get better and better, which are are good signs for us. But at the same time, there are growing pains, and um, you know, week to week, we, we go through that, and we see it. Uh, you know, I think that it, it's not going to change our approach. Well, our approach is always going to be to win football games, regardless of who's out there on. The- the the field but again I I, you know just the way the things have fell this year, it's been unfortunate it's been disappointing and obviously unacceptable uh, to not only our organization but our, to our fan base.
0: Would you expect to see more playing time for Cameron and MyJ in these final five games, you think, specifically with yeah, those I, mean, two? I, think,
1: I, I, I think that Burns to continue to see more time, and, and uh, when they do, I mean, I think to even the fans, I, I think you guys would all say that you see MyJ and, and Cam both flashing a lot of ability, which is uh, a great positive because we all know how hard it is to find pass rush. So if you can find two of those guys in the middle of the draft that have a future and have the ability to create pressure, uh, and I think J.J.'s done a great job from the inside. Marcus Golden continues to play with a great motor. You know, we, we, we've had some, uh, the ability to get pressure when I think maybe people were concerned about we didn't have the right type of personnel. I think that's when of been in more and more bright spots, I guess, or maybe the unexpected that some of those young kids are really coming around and playing good
2: football. Well, another one of those guys on that defense is Isaiah Simmons, who had a pretty solid the game against L.A. last Sunday, including a big early sack. Do you feel like this defense, with especially the younger guys, uh, even up to like a Zach Allen, do you think that they're starting to find their rhythm, find their, their pacing a little bit as this season has gone on and on? I don't think there's
1: any question. I think Vance Joseph has done a fantastic job. He deserves a lot of credit. Um and I think again those young guys, you just nailed it. Zach, Zach Allen playing fantastic football. Um and you go down the list of whether it's our two safeties, you know. Obviously I think the corner's an area that we can, can can make some improvements. But uh for the most part I've been very pleased with the way our defense has played, especially those young guys, those young defenders. I think Zabin's playing good football, uh Isaiah, again they make mistakes like a lot of guys do, but they also also make big time plays, which you know, six for five linebackers that can run like both those guys do, they're hard to find.
0: Steve, I gotta ask: Are you bothered by another round of conversation about Patrick Peterson and comments from Patrick Peterson about members of your organization?
1: I I don't pay attention to it. I I uh, I got enough on my plate, you know, four kids at home and uh, obviously the the job that um, that I have to do and the pressure that comes with it. I have I don't yeah, I'm sort of uh, out of the loop on all that stuff. I don't have social media either. So, but um, you know, guy was great for ten years for the Cardinals and certainly had a lot of. Great for what he did
0: for us not specifically to him then but given the last couple of weeks kyler continues to be kind of at the center of the conversation and kind of a two-parter here how do you think he's responded to being in the center of the conversation for the last couple of weeks and and can he use being the center of the conversation as sort of a self-evaluation kind of moment to use it to even get better to use this to improve
1: Well, the fact that Kyler had to sit two weeks with the injury, I honestly thought from from my perspective that the way he came back, watching his body language, his approach, the way he played in the game, I thought he actually did a very good job. And uh, maybe sometimes those opportunities to be able to sit back and and watch uh, are chances to grow. And uh, I think Kyler played a good football game, and I thought he did some really good things in terms of decision-making and uh, you know times that he had to run with the football, which are obviously difference-makers for us.
0: Last one on Kyler. Did, did There was a report that he and Cliff kind of used the time to, to build the relationship, mend the relationship. I'm not exactly sure what the right word is. Did, did you notice that as part of the improvement in Kyler when he came back after the injury? Was
1: that a factor in it? I didn't I didn't know anything about mending. I just know that that, that quarterback group is close. Close uh, with Colt and and uh, obviously Kyler and Trace. You know I think it's a good room and uh, as far as I know I think I think those guys have all you know great um, respect for each other and uh, I think the more communication they have the, the better. Obviously we're going to play and if, if that means that, that Kyler's chances to sit out and watch and would would uh, increase communication with Cliff and our offensive uh, coaches, you know then, then that's obviously a huge positive and yeah. that's that's all we can ask for. Last
0: one. For for you, Steve. Before we let you go, and, and, and again, kind of with the, just given where you guys are right now, you're a former football player. You you are the general manager of football players. Do you worry about motivation in these last five games? Do you wonder where it comes from in these last five games? Given where you guys are organizationally right now. You know, I, that's
1: a great question, but I, I think it sort of goes back to the evaluation process. You know, the one thing that I've tried to do with our scouts and, and our coaches is to try to hammer home the idea that we want competitors. Uh, obviously, Buda Baker is the, the poster child for that. Um, if you got if you got to get uh, excited to play on Sunday and you, you're getting paid this kind of money and you can't get up for it and you're not feeling it, obviously they're not the kind of players we want around here and certainly work themselves out of the organization, but I know that I have a lot of respect for the Buda Bakers and the J.J. Watts and the guys who I know are going to lay it on the line each week regardless of the situation.
0: Steve, as always, we appreciate the time. Safe travels. Uh, Enjoy the bye week, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. Take care. Thanks, Steve.